The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my co-host, TJ Terry. You there, Terry Jack? I'm here, love. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I was getting over that little flu, Terry. I'm getting over that flu. Yeah, yeah. So if I sound a little rusty, you got to kick in and, you know, and, and and make it happen, right? That's right. That's right. Now, you, you sure that ain't the Monday night flu? What's that, T? <laughs> what you say? I, didn't uh, hear you. I, I said, are you sure that's not the Monday night flu? <laughs> no, not the Monday night flu, but I know I got the Sunday night blue, so we'll talk about that, too. <laughs> so we want, we'll get two shout-outs real quick, Terry. One, one to uh, election of President Obama, you know, being reelected, you know, president. Absolutely. Um, that was that was almost like watching the Super Bowl with your with your favorite team in it. <laughs> it was that intense. Um, very, very, very happy about that. Yeah, so that's a good thing. Got the president over and got all these politics, you know, so we can... Stop seeing no commercials saying, you know, I approve this, right? That's right. Maybe we can get to get some work done and get back to business, you know. Um yeah. people gotta understand it's not just their country, it's everybody's country and let's let's put the best foot forward and move on. Second thing is we got a new technology guy that's working with us now, Matt is gone, they move Matt up like the Jefferson and we got <laughs> D working with us, you know, shout out to D Terry, right? Right on, absolutely. If anything go wrong, then listen, let's blame D. <laughs> well, Terry, I already know you got a little joke, so we're not going to get this started. Hey, I, I don't have this joke started. You know, you know. Everybody, uh, the whole audience knows how you just be killing me and the Cowboys every week, you know, and, and rightfully so. I can understand that, but right now you have no right, no reason to talk any smack about the Cowboys, okay? Because Philadelphia. Looks just as bad, if not worse, than the Dallas Cowboys. So, I want to talk about what we're going to do with them Eagles. How we're going to how we're going to fix this? You, you know what's funny is you keep talking about do these Eagles that do the Cowboy. You know, I sit back with you. I sit back with you, and uh, and we talk about you know, and uh, you, you sit back, and we both got the same record. You we know, we both in that crowd was still I sit there and call and text you every, hold on, before we even get it, you know, D said be a, uh, I get my message from D, and go, Eric is in the house. Eric, you there? Yes, I'm here, James. What's up, TJ? 
What's happening, Eric? <laughs> oh, man, you know, 75 degrees in San Diego, man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you always come on the show, I got to disagree and agree with you. See how it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, Eric, before we get started, Terry laid it out there, but I call you, Eric. I said, you know what? Terry wouldn't take my text or call that night when the, when the Cowboys lost that night. Then he called me the next day. So he want to call me, you know, when the Eagles lose. I did the same thing to him, tip for tat. What's hey, wrong with that? Love, Lex. Love was sick. He was a sick man. He quit texting me about, you know, middle of the second quarter. I told him the game was over. He quit texting me. Wouldn't talk to me no more. That's not right, Glove. I get on the show. I answer questions about my Cowboys because that's my team. Do I do that, Glove? Yes, you do. Don't I, don't I do that? And, and I don't make no excuses for them, do I? Hey, you don't make no excuses when you're and, and, and the host could not even talk to me when his Eagles was just beat. That's wrong, Glove. Totally wrong, TJ. <laughs> well, Terry asked me, well, let's all talk about it. Let's get out there, so let's get this over. You know, you know, what's wrong with the Eagles? What's wrong with the Cowboys? It's, it's the same thing with both. Eagles, Cowboys, I think the Eagles laid down for Andy Reid. You know, and you look at Michael Vick. Everybody keep blaming Michael Vick every weekend because that man ain't got nobody blocking for him. So, I mean, we got nobody blocking. Then that defense was horrible that night. They just didn't want to play. No tackler. They went and paid all that money for a summer, whatever he is, from the Raiders. There's, no, there's nobody want to play now, and that's what happened. Same thing, Terry, when we talk about that year when y'all had Wade Phillips, all the players laid down. Am I right, guys? Well, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think the Eagles are just a bad team. I think that they're playing with so many uh, injuries and, and they're having to fill in players. I think that that's what's hurting the, the Eagles. The Cowboys are self-destructive team. Their they're stars, their they're good players are losing games because they're dropping balls or they're not making the tackles. These are starters for the Cowboys. These aren't necessarily your top-notch players that Philadelphia Eagles are playing. So... I, I I don't think that they're laying down for him. I I, I just don't think that they're that good. That's my opinion. What do you think, Eric? Well, you know what you're talking. You're talking about two different situations. You know, yeah. I think Andy Reid, a heck of a coach in Philly, but like you said, they supposedly put together this dream team with the cornerbacks of Asamoah and Cromartie, whatever, and you know, picked up a couple of other players on defense. And then this offense, you know, which, you know, had big, you know, yes, their line is depleted. They really don't have a big-time receiver. Deshaun Jackson's undersized, but is he fast? Yes, but can he make plays on a consistent basis? No. Their running game is substantial, you know. Plus, they're sitting in the pocket like he's a target for the bullseye in the middle of his chest, and they need to let Michael Vick be a little bit more mobile because of how the offensive line is. I just think... Like TJ said, I'm not going to say they're, they're they're bad or sorry. I just think they're overhyped and they're not playing up to expectations. Now, when you talk about Dallas, you know, you talk about a whole other entity because they do have marquee players. You know, they went out and got a corner on defense. They have they have a a, a very good pass rush. They have a good linebacker in core. They finally got Terrence Newman out that secondary and put somebody else back there. So you would think with offensive weaponry, you know, which their running game is minimal, but they do have receivers and they have a Pro Bowl in and they have Romo, 
you know, you would think that their, their record would be a little bit better than what Philadelphia's record is, you know, but they're both at the bottom. But for me, I think Edmund and Dallas is just Jerry Jones, bottom line. I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off, Glover, so what I'm hearing is for the first time I've almost jumped up out of the seat. Are you agree with me that Dallas should have a better record than Philly? Is that what you're saying, Glover? No, I think they both should have a good record, but Philly's situation is different than Dallas because Philly has injuries on their offensive line. So they're getting production from an offensive standpoint. They're getting minimal production, but their defense isn't doing anything. And they got all those, you know, overpaid defenders. Whereas in Dallas, Dallas pretty much has a a team. It's just, I don't know if there's lack of coaching or play calling or, you know, the expectation of the players playing up to it. You know, I'm just trying to figure it out like you guys. Well, I, I agree with you. I think the Cowboys should have a better record than the Eagles um, because they're not suffering the same, you know, the same situation as, as Philadelphia is. I mean, you know, uh, the, the Cowboys just aren't playing up to par. They're, they're not, they're not playing, um, they're not playing up to their potential. And, and I don't know how you get NFL players to play up to their potential because once you get there, it's it's all about you, you know. Uh, no no coach or anybody should have to motivate you, and uh, you know. So I'm I'm not quite sure how you fix that problem, but I do think the Cowboys should have a better record, but they're not they're not showing it. I, I think they're a better team. Don't happen. So what you said right now, I haven't listened to because you think it every year. Oh, Dallas have a better record than the Eagles. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, I believe that. Yeah, we know what you believe, Terry. You believe Dallas should have been in the Super Bowl two years ago. And you believe it too, Love. See, you, you just want to try to use it as some kind of ammunition, and, and it's not going to work. <laughs> you, you see, I'm too glad. Y'all more sorry than us, and you don't want to admit it. But okay. you love it when right. I that's, know that's, you that's where you're going. <laughs> you can throw it back on me. But like you say, Glover. Uh, Terry, we we play this, we play y'all this week, and we find out who's the worst team. That's right, we'll find out who's the worst in the NFC East. <laughs> you see no gloves. Hey, you know what? You know what? Hey, I, I'm I'm sorry, love. I love you to death, but I, I think I think the Eagles are the worst, man. I think the plus here's the here's the Eagles plus. I think the plus is Andy Reid and Michael Vick. That's the plus for the Eagles. Now, who's going to show up? Who else is going to show up in Philly? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a remote fan. He's a great quarterback for the situation, and he has a bunch of weapons around him, but when the money's on the line, he never delivers. I think Dallas's defense is better, but like I said, I'm giving the edge. I'm giving the, I think Dallas is going to blow him out. You, you know, Glover? No, I ain't gonna put this on the show. Glove, he's gonna be off the show. It'll be, re- <laughs> be recorded, then people hear me say it, so I'll say it on break. But no, he gonna get us away. I'll never record that. You won't repeat it back. Ain't that what they say? <laughs> it's held up in court, baby. It's held up in court. It's held up in court. Let me be the first to tell you. You can say what you want to say. There's no way. There's no way these guys are fighting for their life. And I think Dallas has more at stake to lose than Philly does. 
And so I think Dallas is going to come out and, and uh, try to get it out the way, get it over with real early. Now, Glove, do you think that Philly is laying down like Love, Love seems to think, or do you think that they're just not good enough? I don't think they're laying down. I, I just think that they're not as good as people think they are. I think they're, they're, they're missing some puzzle pieces. I think Vic is a hell of a quarterback. I, um, like I said, I think Deshaun Jackson is, 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 is a heck of an undersized receiver. I mean, they have some good puzzle pieces, but I don't care. I don't care what you say. Bless you. I don't care what you say. Is you, you have to be able to look your defense in the eye and, and, and feel confident enough that you know. Like, think about it. They got the turnover. Philly goes down and scores. Come back to the game. You know, the other night. What does the defense do? Come right down and let them drive 80, 90 yards down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah. You know, you know so for every. Go ahead. We got to take, take a quick break. When we come out of break, we'll let you finish that glove talking about, you know, what you think of that. So, this is Jay Love with Hope for Love on Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I have my co-host, TJ. Is that TJ? 
And we always got my main man, Eric Glover, from... Uh, what's the temperature today, Glover? 75 in San Diego. So why you always get on there and talk that smack while I the temperature is? You know it's messed up out here. Well, you know what? I just I just want people to know how beautiful San Diego is this time of year. It's, it's fall, you know, and the leaves are falling off the tree and it's still 75 degrees. So I just want people to know. Sorry. Well, let's get back. What I wanted to say off the air, I got to say it on the air. You know what? So I got to admit, though, Glove, you know, those Eagles are going to get tore up by the Dallas Cowboys. I got to admit it. Because that game, that last game I seen, they were horrible. I still think they gave up, you know, and I seen that in Dallas when they did that with Wade Phillips when I brought it up. The players, it's like, and then, and you got to give respect to Andy Reid, but I think they just know the season's over, and there's no chemistry. They don't want to play the defense, you know. Offense went down and scored when they want to, and then, you know, the defense, get, you know. I just think there's more going on than what we think. What do you guys think? Well, I, I think the defense has been an issue for a while, and and I don't know why. Um, you you they they do have offensive weapons. Um, anytime you got Mike Vick under center, you you you've got you've got a major offensive weapon. Um, the problems lie with the offensive line, and those guys are not protecting Michael Vick. I mean, Michael Vick is taking too many hits um, after he throws the ball, and and those hits are just as devastating as the ones where he keeps the ball. Um, and if he is your franchise player, your 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 prime time guy, you have to put guys around him that are going to protect him instead of walking back to help him up off the ground. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of hard to watch. Um, but I think the Eagles are are they're just not playing very well. I don't think they're laying down, though. Love, I have to disagree a little bit with that. I don't think that that any team is going to go down there and lay down. I think they're putting forth effort. It's just not good enough. Hey, you know what? When I watched the games the other night with the Eagles, when I seen Michael Vick run out the pocket like Michael Vick of old, I got happy and excited. I'm like, you know what? That's going to change the game. He's going to start going back to the old way he used to be. In the next series, he was back in the pocket getting hit again. So, so I don't know, you know, what's going on in his mind, but at some point, you know, like like TJ said, like you said, at some point, something has to be done from an offensive standpoint. Now, the defense is a whole other issue. You know, I don't know if they're giving up or I don't know if they were just overhyped or overrated and they're just not that good. But for, for me, you know, it seems like there's no leadership out there. You know, when, when it's third down, who's going to make a stop? Or who's going to make a play? Or like you heard the commentator saying, you know, they're paying these guys all this money. One of them needs to step up and do something. And it seems like that one in that four or five games or however many games, that one person has stepped up and showed why they got the big contract, being either the cornerback or the D lineman or the backer. Nobody's stepping up on defense. It's like they're just collecting a paycheck and just going game by game and hoping, and, you know, after a period of time, you listen to what everybody's saying. And so maybe they're believing that they're really not that good, or maybe they're believing that the coach is on the way out, and that there is a, you know, that there's there's time for a change. So, you know, it's just for me, it's just sad to just see all the hope and all the hype that they had, and them not playing up the expectations. I think well, it's the, the it's table. Let's go to those years ago. Uh, you know, they're the I mean, the best defense and making points up, you know. And, 
But I, I keep telling everybody the Bears ain't been tested yet. He played Jacksonville and he after he played the Rams. Those are teams. Now they play Houston this week. Can the Bears sustain that and, and are they the team to beat? Well, I think that the Bears are they're 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 all playing together and, and, and they they're in tune a little bit right now. And you, you use those games that you're 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 supposed to win to get in tune and to get momentum and the Bears have that. You know, um, so yeah, I think they will keep it going because they're going to get better as the season progresses. They 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 shouldn't get worse, and 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 I think they will. <laughs> Do you agree with that, Glover? Yeah, you know what, and and you know from from a standpoint of what you you know what you're talking about for me is this: Do the Bears have to make any changes for Houston, or or Houston have to make changes for the Bears? You know. If it's allowed to do what you want to do, then I think the fine. But if they have to make you know changes to try to beat Houston, then I don't think they're ready for Houston. But I I think the Bears are fine. I think it's going to be a good defense against a good offense. Being Chicago has a heck of a defense, and their offense is good, but their strong point is their defense. And Houston have a heck of an offense. And their defense is good. So I think it's going to be the battle of whichever one's defense and offense wins, that's who wins the game. Can, can we no, all I, agree I, on that? Love, I think, I, mean, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Um, but I don't, I don't see Chicago backsliding. I, I, I think that if, if Houston beats them, they're going to be the better, they're going to beat them because they're better, not because Chicago backslides. Yeah, but can we all agree on this? No dominant team this year. I mean, last year you had Green Bay running through people. You're like, man, they're they cooking. And then, you know, you had New England, you know. But now it seems like anybody can be beat now. It's like no team is looking like – I mean, you got Atlanta that's on the field. But Atlanta could have been beat two games. There's not one dominant team that you can say, hey, that team is just is awesome, you know. Y'all agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, you know, but – you know, it starts by winning the games that you're supposed to win. And and that's why, you know, if you go back to a Philadelphia, they, they, they squeaked by a couple of games, which was early on, which was Cleveland. And, you know, it was a close game and they won. And I thought, well, they're going to be in a pretty good position because, you know, I know they squeaked by these teams, but they'll get better. And, and they just kind of, you know, kind of fell off. But I don't, I don't see that from, uh, uh, from the Bears. I don't see that happening from the Bears. You see that, Glover? Well, you know what? For me, it's like this. I always go off of the uh, old any given Thursday night or Sunday night or Monday night. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's how, I, you know, the bottom line, regardless of the wins and losses, the bottom line is all these guys are still professional. Yeah. And you would hope that they have some sense of pride, you know, and we would hope they wouldn't give up. We would hope they play up to their expectation of potential. Okay, and saying that it doesn't happen all the time, and people don't gel and mesh and come together and play, but but we are talking about professional athletes. So, so I think you're right, love. There's no clear cut favorite. I think give or take any Sunday, anybody could be knocked off. You know, we're talking about Houston and Chicago right now, two good teams in top five. You know, we're talking about think about it. Every year, Atlanta plays up the expectation. Just like Houston, then they get in the playoffs and they drop off because they don't have the experience 
or the leadership of being there. So, yes, I think it's, it's, it's clear cut right now. At the beginning, everybody said San Francisco. Then San Francisco lost, you know. Then it was New York. They lost to Dallas. So I'm with, you know, I'm with you guys saying I think it's still wide open. Yeah, and I, I think that's good for football now because you're trying to say no same old team, Pittsburgh, you know, New England, you know, Dallas. You start seeing the same thing every year, you know. So that, that's kind of good. You don't know if it's the coaching or the players going to different things, but it's kind of good now for football. You guys, what do you think of that? I, I agree. I mean, you want it to be competitive. You want your team to come ahead, but you always want to see a good competitive game, and that's what's nice. <laughs> well, New England's coming into town, so, you know, we can chalk this one up as a, as, as a win, you know. Uh, that's not very, uh, that doesn't make good, you know, good football. So I, I enjoy it. You know what, mm-hmm. people, people get lost in the tailgates and the parties and all that, and I'm only saying that to say we only get hot wings and have cold beer because of the game. We're hoping that the game is good, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to say if it's a bad game, the hot wings are going to be horrible or the beer is going to be hot. But we only do those things because we want to see a good game. So I think this year right now, I think the league's, the league's a lot more competitive. And I think it's a lot closer. We're seeing young quarterbacks, you know, rookie quarterbacks play at a, a, a higher, a higher level than we have in, say, 10 years ago or five years ago. You know, now rookie quarterbacks are coming in and playing like they're veterans. So that makes the game better. You know, teams that used to lose all the time, now they're competitive. So so that makes the game better. Teams who expect to win, they're losing. So I think it's looking very competitive, and I think it's good for the game. And I think that's what we hear, bro. We hit it on the head, like you guys were saying. We expect these teams to win, and they lose it, and the other team are winning. We, we all expecting the Heels to win and the Cowboys to win, you know. And, and, and New England shouldn't have got beat by who they lost to, you know. We all expecting that, but now we ain't seeing that. Everybody's like, whoa, what's going on, you know? But it's just the, the, the game is starting to change. They're getting better players on other teams. The teams are doing better, and that's what we we, we don't want to see it, but that's what we've been uh, subject to every year, you know, like, hey, we're going to beat this team no matter what, but it's not happening. Am I right, guys? You're right. I mean, competitive football is, is you know, it's – that, that's what's making it fun. You know, it, it's competitive all the time. You remember, um, what was it, last summer, love, we was, we was at the house and we went over the schedules. Oh, this, right. y'all, y'all will get this team, y'all will get that team, or you're going to lose here or you're going to win there. You can't do that anymore. You know, you, you, you can't do that anymore because these teams are better now and, and, and the games are more competitive and it makes it more interesting and fun. You're right. You're right, Terry. We looked at it, and like you always say, on paper that team should win. You're right. We did look at that. Say, hey, y'all gonna lose this game. Y'all win this game. And, you know, you can't do that now. You don't know what's gonna happen. Now, I think it's another thing that happened. Like what Glover was saying, everybody complained about the ref and losing a game. It's always gonna have some of them to just complain about when they lose, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's always going to be a reason, you know. Is, is that what we were saying, Glenn? You agree with that, Terry? No, 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 I agree. You know, it's, it's always, it's going to need to be, like, like, like you know, you guys said earlier, we were talking about earlier, you know, like, for instance, with, with Philadelphia, 
you know, they're saying Michael Vick needs a better line. Forget the fact that he has a minimal running back and an undersized receiver. Okay, we're not going to talk about the play caller, but we'll, we'll, we'll focus in on the line. And forget the fact that his defense isn't playing up the par, you know, and, and all the things we're hearing every day in the media about the coach. Is he getting fired? Is Nick going to be the starter? You know, everything keeps going back and forth, you know. In Dallas, you know, we've had this conversation before. Every time they talk about the Cowboys, the first face we see is the owner. I mean, today was the first day I ever seen Jason Garrett have a, have a conversation or an interview. But normally it's, it's the owner of the Cowboys, you know. You know so for me, something has to change in that aspect. Is, it, is, it, is he going to coach? Or is he going to be the GM? I understand he writes the check and he has the last face. So, but I think he hired Jason Garrett because he can control Jason Garrett. And here's here's one quick thing, and I'm gonna say, and I said to somebody else, I said, when Jimmy Johnson was there, Jimmy Johnson got all the accolades for taking him to the Super Bowl. Barry Switzer came. That was for Jimmy Johnson's team. He did all the drafts and he got the personnel. He did all that. So, see, from that point after Switzer, now Jerry Jones wants all the accolades of saying, I put this team together, I did the drafting, I did XYZ. He wants all the credit if they go to the Super Bowl. So that's his challenge. That's why, in my eyes, he hired Jason Garrett, who's an inexperienced coach. Think about it. He has Kevin Gilbride on the, on the, on the sideline coaching. He has Ryan's brother as a defensive coordinator. He has experienced coaches. In Dallas, but he has the least experienced guy as his head coach. You know, Glenn, we got to go to break, but you, I'm glad you said that because I want to talk to that about a bit more than running over to basketball. Is that what Phil Jackson do? So I kind of, I'm glad you said that. You know, he always get a team that's already set. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so we'll be right back. Uh, Logan Sports Talk with co-host TJ, Terry Jackson, and Eric Level. He said 75, but I think it's about 80 and 90. We'll be right back. That was yesterday. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Loving. I hope Loving That Sports Talk, like I said, we're getting that shit off the D. Glove and Jerry D is running the show now for the tech guy. He, he got it on. You know, he, he texts me like Glove is in the house. You know, so, you know, we got, you know, I thought we were being demoted, you know, but he's like, oh, no, 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 you could. We're running it now. <laughs> but uh, before, there's so much we got to talk about, guys, and we're going to hit it, but, you know, I'm getting a lot of texts and, you know, emails, you know, I listen to uh, one of the things they want to talk about, um, um, I know we was talking about Dallas and all that, but we we gotta get back to NBA. So we're gonna start talking about NBA on the show. But, uh, they want to talk about Andrew Luck, you know, with this coach. Do you think, like, when, when, um, New Orleans went through that thing with Katrina, all the emotional stuff with that, like, now the coach, you know, with everybody shaving their heads and doing all that, is that emotional for Indianapolis or just Indianapolis just winning because of Andrew Luck? What do you guys think? Well, they're because of both. I mean, we can't sit here and deny that Andrew Luck isn't, isn't playing well and, and he's not a good up-and-coming quarterback. And he's probably doing a lot better than everybody expected. But you have to understand, Love, and I know you know this, there's nothing like having something to play for um, or, or, or having, you know, having something that motivates you to the point to where that whole team is focused on that. And, and when that happens, that is the best feeling and the best thing in the world. So... I'm sure that it's a little bit of both, but I, I would tend to think that, you know, the situation over there with the head coach is probably what's, you know, what's driving these guys to, to, to focus in on and, and come together the way they are. What do you think, Glenn? Well, first, let me give a shout-out uh, for Andy. Chuck Pagano, we played in college together. This is our safety. We used to call him Pag, you know, guys out of Colorado, longtime friend. Ex cowboy with me. So anyway, on on that note, you know what? Yes, I would say yes. It's it's just talking about Katrina and how New Orleans, you know, got behind the city and they had something to play for. You know what Chuck is going through with the leukemia. Yes, that's something. You know, the, the guys banning behind him. 
shaving their heads, you know, showing that emotional support, all that's good. And, and, and the funny thing about that is, think about it, Andy Reid's son, not to change the subject, Andy Reid's son died. You know, you would think the team would band behind him to show him some type of emotional support. Not to say they're not, but, you know, there's kind of a different little, you know, support base there. But I think Luck's a good quarterback. I think he's going to be a great quarterback as long as they continue to go forward and give him tools and guide him. You know, think about it. He has veteran receivers. He has a nice running game. He has a good offensive line. So it's it's only good for him to get better. It's not like you don't see him running for his life in the pocket. You know, he has a receiver in Reggie Wayne that can get down the field and, and get in spaces to make big plays. So everything's there for him to do what he's doing. We're not going to talk about him playing the last play schedule. We're just going to talk about the positive. So I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. Well, and, and like you say, well, uh, Terry, you know, it's a good thing. Every, and I agree with you, Terry. You said he, that's something you play for. But shouldn't they play every day for something because they get paid and they want to win? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Terry, you say, you know, they got something to play for, that emotional thing, but man, you're getting paid. That's your, 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 you, you sign that contract to play every day to win. Why they're not doing that? Why do it take a, a, a guy with cancer or a, a hurricane to come through and something to play for? It shouldn't, should it? Absolutely, it shouldn't, love, and you're absolutely right. But, you know, when, when, when everybody, you know, has something in common that, that they want to strive for and you use that, as motivation. When you get out and you go against me, okay, and we're out in, in, in the backyard of my house, what do you use as motivation to say I'm going to beat you? You know? I mean, everybody you are, has so You say something. I got some ribs if I beat you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> everybody has to have something. And, and this is just easy for for them to grasp onto and say, okay, let's come together. Let's do it for this. Let's do it for that. So, but yeah, should they? Do it every day? Absolutely. They should, but, you know, sometimes it's just not always the case. And and I think this, this kind of makes it a little bit easier. Sometimes it puts things into perspective for, for for guys, you know. Everybody's different. Everybody approaches the game, you know, probably a little bit differently. And uh, this just may be something easier for them to, to wrap their hands around and, and, and go for. I, I don't know what the why they do that or, or, or if that's the case, but. Well, well, you know, I, I agree. With, I agree with what you said, James, about they should already have something, or they should need motivation to play. The, the motivation should be the paycheck and the family life and that big, beautiful home and them nice cars and not working a normal job like most normal people do. That should be the motivation. But on the other hand, you're also right when when something happens to a to a city, you know, and you're the you're the team in the city, then you have to do something to offset the misery and what the people are going through. So I understand that going on in New Orleans with Katrina. But now we're talking about, you know, the coach having a battle. And and his team, what the big thing is, is the guys on the team believe in him as a man first. So when you believe in him as a man, then him as a coach, it, it makes it easier for you to get on the train of what he's going through. So and you get that little bit more motivation because your expectation is you want to win one because you're a professional. But now, yeah, you're right, TJ. You do have a little bit something more 
to battle for. Yeah. I agree with both you guys. Yeah. You know what? I always say, I, I don't know if it's a bad thing, good thing what I've already said, but you always see these players, you know, they want to donate money and uh, for a cause that something happened to, like, say, leukemia. But you ever notice they never do that to one of their family members, you know? You guys ever see that? You know what I'm saying? Well, that, it, it gives people a reason to get involved, though. I mean, sometimes people are, are pretty out in left field, and if it doesn't affect me, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it, I, I don't need to pay attention to it. But that's and, the and yeah, I mean, it, it happens you, you, but, you help a cause. That's all I'm going back to what he's saying. Like, a, the, the, a disaster happened to the city. Now they're saying they got something to play for. We always have something to play for, you know, like either helping people or doing some more. That's your contract, you know, and that says, you got to do this way, you know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. I understand what you're saying. Well, well you got to remember the world's changed, and, and people are different, and and nobody, I mean, there's certain people out there, don't, don't let me say nobody, but there are people that are genuinely helpful and nice people, and then there's others who need something to band behind or cause the jump on to, to in order to do something, you know, for from a humanistic standpoint, nobody just genuinely donates. You know, there's always a motive or there's always something behind to get people to do it. You know, so. Yeah, there should be, there should be a motive behind it, like you're saying, glove and all, but there's always something to bring them on. Like you say, Andy Reid's son, that's a whole different thing because, you know, everybody don't know his son was on the drugs and all like that before. And when he was at the camp, you know, and he got that job, he died of drugs. So that's something different that they ain't going to, you know, fight for. You know what I'm saying? And, and, here's, and here's what's crazy you say that because I'm sure Pagano, prior to getting hired and taking the job in Indy, I'm sure leukemia just didn't come in September or October. Follow me. I'm sure prior to the season starting and when they hired him, I'm sure he knew he had it. And he was probably some type of treatment. I just think spiral once the season started and it became stressful. I think stress was the, the igniter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think they knew that and used that as momentum to get more wins this year? No, I don't think I don't think I think I think he knew it was there. And I think he I think from his standpoint he probably thought he could control it. And it wouldn't affect him as fast as it did. You know, but you got to remember when you when you're in a stressful situation, consistently or in a stressful environment, you know, you you those little ailments come a little quicker than they normally would. So I think him being in his situation, being the coach and the stress of a new quarterback and a young quarterback and all those things, I think it just ignited it a little faster. And and you're right about that, look, because you know a guy teammate of ours. To play basketball, you were around me, Oliver Wilson. He died of it, and it came so quick to him, you know? Yeah, I remember Oliver. And the thing that he was doing just ignited it, so you're right, love. So, let's take our um, last break, and we'll come back from the last break. You know, we got so much going on the show now, we're going to be doing it. I don't know, I'm so excited. I was sick as a dog, you know. Glover called me, Terry called me. Terry died one after because of the Philly law, but I was sick, but it's all good, right, T? Yeah, you had the Monday night flu, though. 
I had the Monday night food, but really all I had was the Sunday night food. Because when I called Glover, I said, Terry won't call me no more, you know, when Dallas lost. And um, Glover go, he'll call you when we get over it. <laughs> so we'll take this last break, and then we'll be right back. Do you run the show for us, baby? Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, co-host T.J. Terry Jackson. Hey, Terry. I'm here, love. And I got my main man, like I'm going to say it every time, 80 degrees out of the San Diego glove. You like glove? Hey, man, I don't want you to over-exaggerate, man. It's only 85, man. Don't don't over-exaggerate. <laughs> well, guys, I had to throw a little spin on y'all before we get off the show today. I had to mention this. I know you guys agreed to it. What we got to do now, we got to change the show up every week now. Now we're going to start doing what we're going to take at least two or three calls from the listeners, get some questions and answer them. Are you all get tired of talking to you guys? How that sound? Sounds <laughs> good. 
So what we got to do, I'm going to open up the line every week. I'll be getting emails, calls, I'm going to call in. We'll start taking that call. That's what we're going to do. We're going to um, start asking that call. We'll take two to three every week. You guys do agree with that? Yeah. I'm good. Now, what I'm saying, I'm going to let you all know some calls might agree with you, Glove and Terry. You know, I know they agree with me, but they might agree with you guys. How that sound? <laughs> hey, I can take it. Hey, TJ, the only one that's going to call in is uh, Kathy. <laughs> oh, here we go. Maybe your wife will call in this time and talk about you. Yeah. Well, here we go, guys. Now, listen, we got to start talking about a little NBA. You know, NBA is going on. You know, we got we to look at, you know, everybody about these Lakers. Lakers playing bad. Miami playing good, you know. I mean, you know, you, you start up a team like this dream team with the Lakers, and then like same with Philly, it's just not clicking with them. What's going on with them? Well, you know, they're getting new players, and, and everybody's got to come together. I mean, you see what happened when they put the dream team together in Miami, okay? They thought, okay, well, we're going to go, and everybody's, they're going to win championships, and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to stagger a bit, and, and it, it it takes time to get to know how to play with one another. And I think they're probably suffering a little bit of that. Um, you know, you got Kobe Bryant. That speaks for itself. He's a, he's a good player. He, he knows how to win. He's got multiple championships. And then you add, uh, you know, a star player like Steve Nash and, and, and a big center. It's just going to take some time to get to know how to play with with one another, and and they'll they'll be better, you know. They'll be better. L.A. is just impatient. They 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 want to win now, and and you know, just like Kobe was saying, there's you know, there's a strategy to this. You're not just gonna put guys out on the floor and and, and expect it to to happen right now. So it's just gonna take some time. Will they be competitive? Absolutely. How far will they go? I mean, I don't know. You know, it's yet to be to be determined. But they'll they'll be better. Hey, you know what? No, nobody, nobody in L.A. because they're used to Phil Jackson, just like in Chicago for a while, where they were used to Phil Jackson. Nobody's buying into Mike Brown's defense, and he's kind of struggling with his offensive set. So nobody's buying in L.A. If you talk to anybody in L.A., they don't like Mike Brown because they have mm-hmm. Phil Jackson. Okay, that's part of the problem. If you know Mike Brown, he's not an offensive guy. He's more of a defensive guy. If you remember him in Cleveland. They always play well on defense, but often struggle. So he tries to implement this um, offense, which isn't conducive or beneficial to the type of personnel he has. He has Steven going up and down the court. He has two seven-footers. He has players, but he's trying to run an offense that doesn't benefit the players. But what he needs to do is he needs to go back to the style of play that benefits his personnel. He needs to dump the offense that they're running, whether it's the Yale offense or the the one offense, offense they're running. The, excuse me? They're running the Princeton offense, they call it. Now. Excuse me, that's it. So, yeah, so he's running the Princeton offense, which it makes it a 405 because all Nash does is bring the ball down and gives it up, and he's standing around. Whereas Nash used to go on court, you know, baseline to baseline, making plays happen, and now to be their handicapping it. 
for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.